Amen. I'm going to ask for the Jared Hilton to come at this time. I want him to deliver what God has put on his heart. I love this young man, and uh, God only knows how much I rely on him. And in fact, I was doing my best to try to shorten his honeymoon the other day. He's getting ready to get married. I said, no, you, surely you're not really missing two whole Sundays, are you? And uh, we don't get married till Friday, and if I'm going to be back for that second Sunday, we're going to have to come home after just a few days. And I said, well, all right, I guess I'll have a little mercy on the newlywed. Let you stay gone a couple more days. But that doesn't mean I won't be calling him, asking him how we've got to fix this and fix that. I depend on him a lot. I appreciate his love for the things of God and for the work of God. Amen. Praise God. I want him to come, Brother Hilton. We love you. Just take your liberty tonight. Preach what the Lord has put on your heart. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands to the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Everybody, let's lift our hands to the Lord and ask him to continue to move in the remainder of the service. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, I feel the Spirit of the Lord moving in this service. Aren't you grateful for His presence tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it, church. Just feel after the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, I worship you, I worship you. Praise your name, I praise your name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I am in a unique position tonight. First of all, I want to say thank you to Pastor for allowing me to share the burden of my heart tonight. Looking across this congregation, observing how this service has proceeded thus far. Brother Nelson, thank you for being sensitive to the Holy Ghost and and uh, in your song selection. I don't think you could have picked a better song. And I was sorry while I was while they were worshiping, the Lord kept dealing with me and, and dropping little thoughts in my mind. And so um, when I had another thought, I'd write it down. So it wasn't me just tuning out. I was trying to tune in and be sensitive to God. But I feel like the Lord wants to go deeper in this service tonight. I really feel that way. I feel like what we just experienced a few moments ago was really just the beginning. It really was just the beginning for some of you. And I watched as some of you really plugged into what God was doing in, the, in those uh, quick moments. I, I looked at my watch and didn't realize we'd already been singing 30 minutes. But the Holy Ghost, that's just the way it is when you're in God's presence. You don't realize... Amen, you don't realize. It was such a confirmation. God's presence itself is such a confirmation to what, what I felt like the Lord would like to do in this service. And, and um, <clears throat> I'm not going to give us a text quite yet. Um, I, I've got a few things to, to say. Amen. You can be seated if you want to. Amen. A second verse of that song 
that Sister Amanda was singing and with the the singing, the vocals and the chorale and and you were singing as a congregation. We were singing that there are years that were wasted that you wish you could just undo. Those turns, those decisions that you made that you wish you could go back and undo. And I want to tell somebody under the sound of my voice, by inspiration of the Holy Ghost, and I'm absolutely confident that the Lord dropped this in my heart for somebody in this service, but that you, amen, those decisions, those wrong turns that you made, you can correct those in this service tonight. You, amen. Amen. These are not just, I'm not just mincing words. I'm not just sharing with you a good thought, just an idea to encourage you. Amen. But tonight, amen, before you leave this place, there are some of you, even perhaps some who have been going to church all your life. Amen. That you, you began to enter into a place that you've never been before. Amen. But that God would like to call you into. Amen. You don't have to just kind of brush the surface of it. But God wants you to go deeper tonight in your relationship with him. Hallelujah. I'm talking to somebody tonight. Amen. If you're a visiting uh, guest with us tonight, God may perhaps be calling you to a deeper relationship with Him. Amen. A deeper level of fellowship. A deeper, deeper, a deeper move of His Spirit. Something that you haven't experienced before. Hallelujah. 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 I, I just got a question for somebody in this house tonight. Uh, amen. The denominal world, the organized church world, uh, amen, will tell you that it takes a mere confession of faith. Uh, amen. That all you have to do, uh, amen, is, is, is accept the Lord as our personal Savior. Amen. And then you can go back and live the same way that you lived before you made that confession of faith. You can go back into the same lifestyle that you were living before. Amen. Your life was quote unquote uh, saved. Hallelujah. Amen. But I've got a question for you. Amen. If if you, amen, can change all of that, why wouldn't you? Amen. I'm here to tell you, amen. I'm here to uh, reject that fundamental idea that you don't have to return to the lifestyle, amen, that you lived before you were saved. Amen. But God can change your life, He can deliver you, amen. He can change you. Hallelujah. He can forgive you, He can heal you, amen. He can go back over those wasted years, amen. He can rearrange the decisions that you made. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. This may be something different than you've ever experienced before, but I want to tell you, amen, this is what the presence of God feels like. Hallelujah. If you could, if you could, if it were possible, I'm sure you would go back, amen, and change, amen, those decisions that you made. Amen. How can I tell you with such surety? Because I know that there are things in my life, as I think about, amen, my younger years, and they weren't that long ago, Brother Goff, in my teens and early 20s, I wish. That I could change them. I wish I could go back and make a different turn. Amen. But I want to tell you. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That in a moment, as Pastor was saying, it doesn't take very long. In a moment, in the presence of God, Brother Jaheim, can you testify to this fact? I mean, God can wipe all of that away. He can, he can make all of that, amen, as if it never, ever happened. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, church family, amen, some of us have been living for God, amen, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, amen. And we think, amen, about those things that we've done wrong, amen. I want to tell you, amen, just as true as it is, amen, for our guests and sinners, amen, that God can step into an apostolic life and forgive and change. Somebody hear this young preacher. I'm not preaching, amen, from a hyperbole. I'm not preaching with an idea or just some kind of philosophy, but I'm telling you from experience. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody magnify the Lord right now. Hallelujah, there are those that, me and Brother Glenn were talking this morning, there are some that claim to be Pentecostal. They claim that moniker. They, they put it on their churches. They put it in their handouts. We're a Pentecostal church. Hallelujah. But you go to one of those churches... And what you experience there has nothing to do with Pentecost. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's 100% man-made. What is Pentecost? It was a day of feasting for the Jews. Pastor alluded to it this morning. Amen. It was a part of their ceremonial Processes. Some of their, uh, on, on an annual basis, they would come. And I've, I've preached about this, and I don't want to get too bogged down in the details here. But it was on the day of Pentecost that was such an esteemed day for those Jews that God chose. Amen. God chose to institute the New Testament church. Amen. The new form of salvation. Amen. The new method of of being saved, amen, as it's described in the word of God, amen. And those individuals on that day of Pentecost were commanded by Jesus, amen, to go into Jerusalem, amen, until they were endued with the power. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Nelson, he wasn't just making a good sermon that day. And telling them, hey, if you go over here and do X, Y, and Z, you're going to, amen, feel a little, a few goosebumps. You're going to feel, amen, a good feeling. No, he said there will be power, genuine Holy Ghost power, real life-changing power, power. I'm talking about real power. 
Amen. The kind of power, amen, that helped these men, amen, who had been struggling their whole life, amen, with changing and, and coming out of the world that they that Jesus had plucked them out of. But God gave them power, amen, on that day. And a man, amen, a fisherman who was cursing, amen, not many days before, stood up after he received power and declared what thus saith the word of God. Hallelujah, I'm talking about real power. Amen, those many, many, many times, amen, that you tried to change your life. Amen, the many, many times, amen, that on your own, with your own hands, amen, with your own intellect, have tried. Hallelujah, and keep coming up short. I'm telling you, God's got power for you, amen, to help you make a change. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about uh, some fake experience. I'm talking about power. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, church. Amen. Let's magnify the Lord right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I didn't come tonight, amen, just to tell somebody, amen, something that will make them feel good. I want you to hear, amen, my voice tonight and tell you, you can change, amen, you can go home different. Amen, Brother Goff, it takes a change. Amen, it takes, amen, a decision. Amen, a life-altering decision. This means you can't go home and do the same things that you did. It means you can't go home and act the same way that you did. It means when you leave this place, amen, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. tell you something that's your flesh your carnal life amen rubbing up against the presence of God the Bible says in Romans that our carnal mind our regular old mind is enmity against God in other words it's pushing against God. It's the enemy fighting against what God is trying to do. Hallelujah. That's what our carnal minds do. That's in our natural state, without any correction, without any change, without, any, uh, without having the effect of God, without submitting to God's spirit by nature. We reject it. So, and every single one of us in this place has experienced that. It's not that 
one is better than the other, one is worse than the other. It's just a matter of life. This is the way we are created. Hallelujah. But that, that discomfort that you feel is, is, is that correction notice. Saying, hey, this needs to be changed. You need to make a change over here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says our carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject. In other words, it's not submitted to the law of God. So when God's word comes across, or when we're across a pulpit, when a preacher's preaching and it, it kind of hurts, you feel that twinge of pain, that conviction. The Bible says the word of God is the sword of the spirit. I mean, it pricks us. It cuts us. Amen. But carnal mind is everything against God is not subject. When, when the word of God comes across a pulpit and it pricks us or cuts us. That's that uncomfortable feeling. Or perhaps when you're reading in the word of God and, and it's like a mirror just appeared in your hands. And you say, whoa, I've been doing that. Or I haven't been doing that. It's a, it's a, it's a prick of the Holy Ghost. And, and in Acts chapter 2, in verse 37... You can put this one on the wall since I haven't put any scriptures on the wall quite yet. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. After Peter stood up under the unction of the Holy Ghost. When he stood up, he preached to that crowd that day and said, You're the reason Jesus is on the cross. You're the reason that they hung him. That he was willing to come and die so that he could resolve your, fix your problems, correct your errors. You're the reason, Peter was telling them. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 verse 37, when they heard this, when they heard that they were the reason that Jesus died. When they heard this, the Bible says they were pricked in their heart. And they said unto Peter, the preacher, and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what Shall we do? How do I fix this problem? This has been in my life since the beginning. I have tried to fix these problems. My dad had these problems. My grandpa had these problems. This is hereditary. This is a situation I've been struggling with. Uh, amen. And not only in my life, but it's in my family. What do I do? Peter responded. Without question, without hesitation, Peter, verse 38, said, said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. 
When you get this gift, when you, when you receive the thing that, that I promised you, and I, I've told you that if you would, if you would repent, if you would be baptized, amen, I'm going to correct you. That's what they received at the end of this verse. They shall receive the gift. It wasn't anything that they had to do from that point. Amen. The Holy Ghost solved it for them. Hallelujah. I want you to know. I want you to know that God wants to take you deeper tonight. God wants you to experience, amen, what we have experienced tonight. Hallelujah. This is not something that we've earned. This is not something that we, amen, uh, that we, we, we received because we had the right connections. It's because we obeyed his word. It's because, uh, amen, we heard and received. And when we were pricked in our hearts, uh, when I was pricked in my heart, hallelujah, just this afternoon as I was praying for this service, uh, amen, I was praying and, I, and, I was, and as I, I was in this sanctuary, amen, I started to think about a man by the name of Lawrence Weems. Amen. And as he would walk around the sanctuary, and many times it was uh, unintelligible what he was praying. Amen. But the man was in communion with God. Amen. And you could feel it when you walked into this sanctuary. Amen. The power of God was here. And as I was praying this afternoon, it was pricked in my heart. And, and I thought, where are the Brother Weems of today? And I started saying, God, I'm sorry. I, I, want, I want that kind of relationship. I want a fellowship with you at that level. I, I don't want to, to just come to church, amen, and, and feel the goosebumps, Brother Nelson. Amen, what we were feeling a moment ago was more than just a good song with a good melody and a good rhythm and good harmony. But that was God trying to move into this place. He was trying to reach us, church. He was trying to change us. He's trying to help us. He wants to help you. He wants to change you. Hey, we're not playing games tonight. This is real. Amen. The church of the living God is a living, breathing enterprise where God will step into, amen, into a place where people have assembled together. And he will commune with us. And when you need something, when you need help, when you need direction, amen, when you need, when you need a, a fix. You don't have to go to the bar room. You don't have to go, amen, to the illicit places that you used to go to. You don't have to open up the cigarette box. But you can come into the house of God. Oh, Jesus. I'm telling you, amen, right now, the Holy Ghost is reaching in this service. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus. Hey, I'm telling you, He's calling you. He's calling you. 
Whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, church. Let me stop for a moment and tell you, amen, what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Amen, that God is trying to call this church, amen, to a deeper level. I'm not just trying to talk in generality. I'm not just trying to make uh, general statements that will encourage you, amen, and get your, amen, emotions stirred up. I'm trying to tell you, amen, that God wants a true church, uh, amen, in a deeper level of commitment, uh, amen, a deeper level of communion, a deeper level of fellowship uh, with Him. I'm telling you, amen, the gifts, uh, amen, that are written about uh, in 1 Corinthians uh, are available in this church. We don't have to have uh, some subsidized version of Pentecost. We don't have to have, uh, amen, some cheap uh, substitute. I'm talking about a real, genuine move of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 And then when sinners come and receive a backpack, then they receive more than just a few school supplies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody magnify the Lord tonight. Oh, Jesus. I don't know about you, but whosoever will, let him come. I want to go there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Sister Jasmine, this is on your list. You can be seated. Genesis chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. Lord, God formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Amen. I'm not adding to, but let me clarify what is being said in that final phrase. Man became a distinct Independent, autonomous, individual, soul. You can read and let's read the next scripture. Lord, God planted a garden eastward in Eden, verse 8, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Verse 26 of Genesis chapter 1 says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness amen and then he goes on to explain that he will and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air of the cattle over all the earth and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth in other words I, in order for this man to have a living soul he has to have free will Independent decision-making ability. I mean, if, if we didn't have that, if we did not have free will, we would not be created in God's image. So God created man, verse 27 says, in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And the reason that God created us in his image was so that we would have communion and fellowship with him. He didn't want it to be forced, though, Brother Goff. He already had angels for that. 
were created to sing his praises. They were created crying, holy, holy, holy. They didn't have, they don't have the option. But we do. You and I have a decision to make every day. Are we going to live for God or not? Are we going to be a Christian or not? Am I going to church on Sunday or not? Am I going to go on Tuesday? Am I going to go to prayer on Thursday? God gave us the, the power in our nature, in our own will, to make those decisions. But the reason that he gave us that power, Brother Nelson, was so that we could make of our own will, of our own decision to have a relationship with him. Have communion with him. Even after Adam had made a poor decision. Even after Eve had disobeyed God's command. God still wanted a relationship with him. Even after, Brother Josh, they disobeyed without question. God still wanted a relationship with him. Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. I'm telling you, I, don't want, I do not want to ever be in a place where I have to try and hide from God's presence. Anytime his presence is around, I want to be in his presence. Hallelujah. Amen. But Adam and Eve decided we're not worthy. What we've done is too bad. We've gone too far. We made too many poor decisions. And now we've got to hide ourselves. From the presence of the Lord. Amen. Verse 9 says. And the Lord God called unto Adam. And said unto him. Where art thou? Adam. Where are you? I'm, I'm coming for you. I'm not interested. In these trees. Beautiful garden. Not interested. In the animals, all this beautiful nature that I've created, I want the free will being to choose to be in my presence. Where are you, Adam? Where are you? I'm telling you, I, I don't know if you can see it the way that I see it, but I, there's such a yearning in God's call. That day. Adam. I, I want to be with you. Where art thou Adam? I didn't create you. To hide amongst the trees. I didn't create you. Amen. To hide from my presence. I created you. To be in my presence. I want you. Amen. To do whatever you got to do. To get into my presence. I'm telling somebody, amen, under the sound of my voice, it does not matter what you've done. 
what you said, where you've gone. Hallelujah. He wants you in his presence. Hallelujah. He wants you, amen, in his presence. I mean, that's what was going on in our worship service just a few moments ago. He was appealing to somebody, will you come closer? Will you please step a little closer? Adam, where are you? Where are you at? I want you to come closer. I'm looking for the one that I created to come. My God. He showed up. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 6, uh, verse 18, I'm sorry, says, come now. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though thy sins be as scarlet, though they be, they shall be white as Snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. I'm telling you, amen, that God has gone to great lengths to make it possible for us to feel what we're feeling in this service tonight. He's willing. Somebody hear me. He is willing to work with us. He's willing to reach for you. He's willing to. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Amen. It doesn't matter where you stand right now. The call has gone forth. Come now. Let's reason together. Come. Come now. Come now. Come, whosoever will, let him come. Oh, church family, help me tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Though your sins be as scarlet, amen, though they be red like crimson, amen, no matter how, time, how many times you try to wash it, his power can cleanse. Amen. His blood can wash it away. His mercy reaches amen so far. Hallelujah. 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 When we fellowship with God He will this is not just a just a a in order for us to get into the presence of God, we have to be restored. In order for us, amen, to enter and, and be in the presence of God, we could feel his presence. Amen. But in order for us to enter into his presence, God is going to have to restore us. Psalm chapter 16, verse 11, thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand pleasures forevermore. 1 John 1, chapter 3, verse, uh, 
First uh, John chapter one verses three through four says that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ and these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. In order to get this joy that the apostle is talking about, that the psalmist is talking about, you've got to be in his presence. Hallelujah. It's in this context of fellowshipping with God, fellowshipping with him, that we read the very popular scripture. Verse 9 of 1 John chapter 1, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Just a few verses earlier, I read that passage that says that your joy may be full. Truly, our fellowship is with the Father and his, with his Son, Jesus Christ. Verse 5 of that same chapter, I'll just read the context for you. Then, this then is the message which we have heard of him. And declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say... Now, we have no sin. We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, though, he is faithful. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then one more verse along the same line. If we say that we have sinned, uh, that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. When you enter into the presence of God, it automatically elicits this kind of confession. I don't know what it is about the presence of God, but when you enter into his presence, it's like a spotlight is shown on all the things that differentiate us from him. We begin to see things that we hadn't seen before. We begin to feel things that we didn't feel before because we're in his presence Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 is a good example of this. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. High and lifted up and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face and with twain covered his feet and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. I want you to get the picture of where Isaiah is. He is not just in another 
building. He's not just in another place, but he's describing angels flying around. Crying one to holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. He is describing that the whole earth is full of his glory. And the because of what was going on, the worship and the and the adoration that was going on in that place where Isaiah was, the Bible says that the that the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried in the house was filled with smoke. Amen. In other words, these people, these, these angels were worshiping God so loudly that it was causing the posts to shake. And the house was filled with smoke. Then I said, then said I, when I realized, it, 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 it was almost instinctive as in verse 5, he said, then said I, woe is me, for I am an undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. As soon as Isaiah realized where he was, it wasn't just another building, it wasn't just another place, but he was in the presence of God. When he realized that he was in God's presence, he instinctively said, whoa, here's something that I've got to fix. Here's something that needs to be corrected. You could read on, and, and I didn't insert this, but it just occurred to me that if you read on, you could see how the Lord sent an angel to solve the problem. The issue that he identified when he entered into the presence of God. Amen. God sent an angel to solve that problem. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. As we are in the house of God tonight, and I want to tell somebody that it's not just another place. It's not just another building. It's not because we're here. It's not because we built the walls. It's not because we have painted brown or any particular property of this assembly. But it's because this is God's house and we dedicate it to him. And this is God's presence. We don't have to go home the same way that we came. We don't have to feel these things and 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 realize that, that there are some things in our lives that we could change and go home and unchange. But let me tell you that God has available in this service tonight. Give me the power to change. Church, why don't we pray for just a moment? God, I'm asking you, Jesus, perfect will, God, would be accomplished. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go a little further if you can ride with me for a little bit. Amen. Genesis chapter 2 and 18, the Lord Amen. Talking, describing about, describing the man that he created in his own image. I believe the Lord reveals 
one of his own desires. Because he, he, told, he told us in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, the Lord said, It's not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. Now, you might think I'm a little distracted at the moment. Amen. But I really do feel like using this, amen, to make a point. That God, amen, I believe is revealing one of his own feelings in this scripture. That he, just a few verses before, we read that, that, that God created man in his own image. And then one of the first things God said about that man that he created, that it's not good for him to be alone. I will make it help me for him. And then he goes on to describe the nature of that relationship. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 21 through 24, the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man made he a woman. I'm just going to move on. And brought her unto the man. Firstly, I want you to notice that when God created this woman for Adam, when God created Eve, he brought her unto him. This, this was for Adam. She was to help him, was to give him strength. Amen. And Adam said, this is now bone. Of my bones. And flesh. Of my flesh. She shall be called. Woman. Because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother. And shall cleave unto his wife. And they shall be one flesh. I mean I. Pastor mentioned it this morning. So I'll just hop on that bandwagon. That the Old Testament is. Amen. A type and foreshadow of, of the New Testament church. And I believe in even this relationship as the Lord goes into detail about how Eve was created from Adam. Amen. How the woman was created from man. That she was, and Adam, amen, states that she was bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Amen. That we as the church of God, this assembly here are born from the flesh and the bones of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 2 verses 14 through 15. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. He also, talking about Jesus, himself likewise took part of the same. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. And Deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. I haven't, I, I haven't gotten distracted here. I, I've, I'm still preaching the same message that I was preaching just a few moments ago. That it was Jesus, amen, through his flesh and through his blood when he died, amen, on Calvary, amen, de delivered you and me, took authority, amen, over the power of death. Mm. Amen. And delivered us. 
Hallelujah. Amen. We're partakers of his flesh. We're partakers, amen, of his blood. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16 and 17. The cup of the blessing which we bless is not the communion. Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? This word communion is, is the same word that's translated as fellowship. Is it not the fellowship of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the fellowship, the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread and one body. For we are all partakers of that one body. Church, let me tell you that when we get into the presence of God, there is no better way to get in perfect unity. When we enter, amen, and partake, amen, of his flesh and of his blood, amen, the, the, the power that elicits from that action, amen, will bind us together, will create us as one body. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Corinthians, I, I believe that this is a, the reason why it's so important that we maintain, amen, the, the one sacrament that's commanded in the word of God. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26 tells us, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Hallelujah. Very deep, personal relationship with God that is being established. Amen. When we take communion. Amen. We are partakers of the death. We are partakers of the burial. And let me tell you tonight that we are partakers of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. In remembrance of the acts of the sacrifice of Jesus, uh, we are deepening our relationship uh, with him. We may never forget, uh, amen, of all that he has done for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. But let me talk to you a little bit, amen, about the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. We understand that fellowship with God is not merely, amen, death and burial. If it were, amen, it would be a sad story. Amen. But it goes beyond, uh, amen, death and burial. It goes beyond flesh and blood. Uh, amen. But it includes the spirit of resurrection. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 through 11. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Being made conformable unto death. Amen. Being made conformable unto death. It means, and what, he's, what Paul is telling the Philippians here is you literally have to be willing to die yourself. You have to be conformable unto death. But verse 11 goes, and here's the reason why. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Amen. If we're willing, amen, to partake, amen, in the fellowship of his sufferings, amen, being conformable unto death, we might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. If there be, if there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, amen, there is consolation in Christ. There is comfort, amen, from love, amen, and therefore there is, amen, the fellowship of the Spirit, amen, fulfill ye my joy, he goes on to say, amen, in the fellowship of the Spirit, in the presence of the Lord, 
Amen. There is joy. When you're willing, amen, to go through those sacrifices. When you're willing, my friend, amen, to lay it all down on the line. When you're willing to go all the way to, as it were, death. Sometimes, sometimes it might feel like we're actually dying. I, I was talking with uh, a, an individual the other day, and, and they were describing to me that the changes that are required when it comes to living for God, it seems like you're living a whole different life. And I kind of chuckled, and I said, well, you are. It's a new life. The Bible says it's a new, that you are a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are, be- you literally, the, the activities that you're associated with in the past have to go away. Some, some of the things that you were a part of in the past do have to, amen, go away because you're changing. Amen, you're becoming different. Amen, you're partaking in the fellowship of the Spirit. Amen, and, and in order to do that, you have to partake in the fellowship of His suffering. Hallelujah. Amen, but oh, what joy. Oh, what fellowship. Amen, the, the, what we feel around here doesn't come for free. Amen, it comes at a cost. comes at a cost of personal sacrifice. If you want, amen, to feel the presence of God, if you want to get deeper into His, amen, into His presence, as Isaiah did, amen, where the doorposts were moving, amen, you've got to be willing to say, woe is me. Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips. Lord, change me. Change me. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8, unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God. What God was trying to do in the Garden of Eden was, amen, create this fellowship of the mystery. It was hidden in God. And now it's available to us. It's available to us through the fellowship. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and 14 says, His great, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Hallelujah, church. Amen. This is available to us. When Paul is writing letters to churches in the New Testament saying, amen, the fellowship of the Holy Communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. You ought to read that as if it were written to you. Amen. That the fellowship, the communion of the Holy Ghost can be with us. Hallelujah. I'm concluding. Amen. Sister Tori, amen, if you could come. Hallelujah. John chapter 17, verse 19, Jesus said, For their sakes I'm sanctifying myself, that they, may, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. 
Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Amen. When Jesus prayed for us, in John chapter 17, his prayer was that we would join him in fellowship. Amen. If we could all stand together. I want to issue an invitation to everybody in this house. Jesus said in Acts chapter 2, verse 30, I mean, Peter said in Acts chapter 2, verse 39, for this promise is unto you and to your children, to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. This invitation is not limited. You don't have to RSVP. You just have to show up. I mean, while we're here, I mean, as the musicians begin to play, while we're here in the presence of God, I mean, why don't you come a little closer to him? I'm reaching for everybody under the sound of my voice. I'm reaching and I'm preaching to myself. I don't know about you, but I want to join in fellowship with him. Willingly and freely, God, I want to draw nearer to you. Whatever you got to do to me, God, whatever you got to take from me, it is a small price to pay to be closer to you. If you feel that way, why don't you begin to talk to him? Why don't you let him know that tonight? God, I want to grow closer to you, Jesus. I want more of you, God. I'm not satisfied with just a good feeling. I'm not satisfied, God, with just going through the motions. I want to get to a deeper place in you. I want to grow in favor with you, God. Oh, come on, church, let's pray. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I, I want to open these altars tonight. This is not just for one or two, but this is for everybody. I want everybody, amen, if you feel like praying, amen, you're welcome to come down, amen, and join us in prayer. Hallelujah, Jesus.